you guys. Live act, back to live action. Yeah, we got live action in golf right now. Full swing at Bethpage Black in New York. And I'll tell you something, Brooks Kepka, the favorite of the tournament, he's already in the clubhouse kicking back, doing well. Course record, seven under 63. He takes the lead, but we had another strong performance. Danny Lee on fire. He's just wrapped his up. He just wrapped his round up. He's six under, just one shot back after a sizzling 64. Tommy Fleetwood sits in third place at three under. Kepka started 11 to one, now live, plus 150 to win. Tiger Woods, lots of work to do. Nine shots off the pace. Notables. DJ now minus one and Rory McIlroy struggling as we talked about earlier yesterday with Dan Daly. He's three over par. The Arizona Cardinals got their quarterback in the draft, but today lost their cornerback for six games. Patrick Peterson, uh, yeah, he was pretty disgruntled this year. He's been suspended for the first six games of the NFL season for violating the NFL's performance enhancing drug policy. The eight-time Pro Bowler dropped his appeal. He's eligible to return to action October 20th against the New York Giants. First-time offenders usually get four games. But the NFL can't enforce another two games if a diuretic or masking agent is detected along with the prohibited substance. Peterson, not very happy this year, threatened to trade earlier, also skipped out of Arizona Cardinal voluntary workouts in April. So second-year corner Byron Murphy is going to have a bigger role. Kyle Murphy, Kyle Rudolph says he wants to stay in Minnesota, but the veteran tight end says he will not pay, take a pay cut to do so. The 29-year-old has been linked to trade rumors since the Vikings drafted tight end Irv Smith in round two of the draft as well. Rudolph has spent his entire eight-year career in Minnesota, 64 catches for 634 yards and four touchdowns last year. But the big problem, he's set to earn $7.275 million in base salary, and Minnesota already has cap problems. If you like MLB overs, you're uh, rich today. If you bet on the overs of all games, all four games over today. The finals, Washington held on to beat the Mets 7-6. Sean Doolittle picking up save number seven for the Nationals. Christian Yelich with a pair of home runs, including his MLB leading 19th. Milwaukee crushed Philadelphia 11-3. Zach Davies now 5-0 for the Brew Crew. Jerickson Profar, his first career Grand Slam as Oakland pummeled Detroit 17-3. Wow, a day of pummelings. And Texas hammered Kansas City 16-1. Rangers hit five home runs in the romp. Let's take a look at tonight's sked. 635 game about to be played. Cleveland and Baltimore. Cleveland minus 300, total nine. Straley versus Bauer, 640. We got the Cubs and Reds. Minus 145 for Cincinnati, eight and a half. Quintana versus Castillo, 7-12 baseball action. St. Louis and Atlanta, the Braves, minus 115, over under 10. Wainwright versus Tehran. The Blue Jays laying a buck 30 at the Chicago White Sox today. Total nine and a half, Stroman and Covey. Two games at 10-10. Minnesota, minus 115 at Seattle. Your total nine and a half. Pineda versus Swanson Dinners. And Pittsburgh is at San Diego. We got the Padres, minus a buck 25. Total seven and a half, Williams and Lauer. Rockies calling up prospect Brendan Rodgers today. He's been on fire in AAA Albuquerque, hitting 356 with nine home runs in 35 games. Game two of the NBA's Western Final tonight in Oakland. Golden State, a seven-point favorite over Portland. Total 219.5. KD out. And breaking news, guys, I don't think he's going to be ready for game three as well. It looks like Kevin Durant is going to miss a couple games there. Stay tuned. The injury, the calf injury looks worse than we thought. Toronto in Milwaukee on Friday night at 8.30. Bucks minus six and a half. 216 is your total in Milwaukee, up one to nothing in the series. Uh, we have an elimination game in the Stanley Cup uh, finals tonight. Bruins advance if they get the win in Carolina tonight. This game is a pick em. Five and a half is your total. Now, Boston, I've seen on some sites minus 115, so people betting on the Bruins. And another great move by the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, FanDuel refunding all St. Louis Blues bets last night after San Jose's controversial goal that was scored with a hand pass. So if you bet the Blues at FanDuel, you get your money back. Now, that's customer service that I like. Essa Lindell has signed a new six-year, $34.8 million contract 
with the Dallas Stars. The 24-year-old defenseman could have been as restricted free agent July 1st. And the Preakness post-set for this weekend's race. Mike Smith, friend of the program and improbable, is the favorite horse right now at 2-1. to one. War of Will, plus 350. And Always Mining rounds out the top three. He's an 8-1 to one selection in international hockey. Canada beat France today 5-2 to two to win their third straight game at the IIHF World Hockey Championships in Slovakia. I'm Cam Stewart. Stay tuned. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 3 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'd like to thank Gamblu for coming on the show and Whale Capper. And we got uh, more capping. We'll break down some horse races and a whole lot more. So stay tuned. Red Heat and Rage, Hour 3, coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, Jake, good job. Uh, today. Shout out so far. Doing good, Dave. Sixth inning. Yeah, sixth he's throwing inning. some heat. How's his pitch count? Is he good? He's about at 90, 90 pitches right now. Is he going to get it? Get it done? We think so. Marco D'Angelo will join us from Las Vegas. Nice. Marco's a very, uh, very smart guy. Uh, Marco D'Angelo will join us. We'll talk a little horse racing, uh, some NBA basketball. We'll get his take. We'll jump into this Blazers game. We'll jump. Uh, We'll jump into my picks uh, for the Blazers game with the Boston Bruins looking to eliminate the Carolina Hurricanes uh, tonight. And, you know, we talk about the Boston Bruins being a hard team to like, and it's really just one of them, really. Yeah, you know, I Patrice agree. Bergeron, other than Bergeron scoring the empty netter against the Leafs, that was a jerk-off move, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, for the most part, like, I don't have any problems with Dan Chara. I think Chara's no. a cool dude. I got no problem Rask. with Puka Rask. He's amazing. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? You know, I think, you know, it's the Boston sort of sport fan arrogance, the overall arrogance of the Boston sports fan, but the Boston media as well. And this is what happens, Cam, in which bring up. media types media types in cities in which the teams win think they're smarter than other cities. So, you know what I mean? Like the guys that talk about the Patriots in Boston and – since they're they're winning, they think like they're winners. You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. Like they think that somehow they're smarter than the Eagles guy, or well, actually, the Eagles <laughs> beat them. <laughs> but like they're smarter than the Bills guy, or they're smarter than the Bengals guy, or Rams guy, right? Yeah, whatever. Because yep. ooh, because they talk about Tom Brady and stuff. But here's a classic example. And this guy, I, this guy's always doing stupid stuff. They don't fire him, so it's pretty clear they they accept it. The fact that they didn't even, you know, and this is how embarrassing this is. The Boston uh, Boston sports host had the Carolina beat writer on from the local newspaper. He yeah. hung up on the guy. After like five minutes, he goes, "I can't take this anymore," and he hung up on the guy. Really? And he goes, "I just I just can't listen to this hick with a southern accent talk to me about hockey." He goes, "I'm sorry. I just I don't want to be offensive, but I can't I can't listen to this guy anymore." And he cut him off. He hung up. The guy. Didn't he didn't realize the guy called back yeah. actually and he thought it was like hey, a phone disconnection. Yeah. yeah. And the, the 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 producer operator had to apologize, say, ah, sorry, uh, you know, the host moved on or whatever. And then the, the the guy found out basically that they hung up on him. And you know, it's just that's how, how Bush League is that, bro. That's you invite so the guy Bush on League? your show, you, you hang yeah. up, you know, but so you don't like what the hell do you think his accent's gonna be? He's in Carolina. He's covering he's exactly. around like <laughs> Exactly. It's just funny that a guy from Boston is actually criticizing someone's accent. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Another good point. And that's like just I, I, so rude I, you know, to 
that, no that's offense, just so rude I know we got do. some Bostonians, but you guys know it's like yeah. your accent isn't exactly like English literature here, people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't pronounce the letter R, and you're calling out this guy, and you hang up on him. Really? You're right. That's so Bush League, man. And uh, I will say this. Some people in Carolina, they've been watching uh, hockey for a long period of time. I'm going to say you're right. Don Cherry called on the bunch of jerks. Sure, they got bandwagon fans. But there's also uh, a big base of people. You, know, you know who else is bandwagon been watching fans, hockey for a long time. What, you know who else is bandwagon fans? That, uh, no, Bruin fans are loyal as hell. They're jerks, oh, they but they're loyal. Uh, they are very loyal. Calgary Flame. They don't sell out every game all the time. They only do when they're yep. good. I don't hear Don Cherry crying about them. Good point. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Right, I tweeted out a video of uh, John Daly. I see like all the you know the new era media types. You know, Barstool, John Daly, the greatest. Don't you love this guy? Here's SI Golf. I'm surprised SI Golf would do this. Uh, just a man in his steed, John Daly, the goat. Why? Yeah. Because he's eating Taco Bell and having a smoke at a major golf tournament. Like this is a freaking exactly. disgrace to the sport. I'm not even I a agree. golf like purist, and I'm insulted. Casey, um, Casey Martin, the only other man with a card, had a disease. John Daly, they call it arthritis. First of all, another thing about Bethpage Black Gabe, there's no card pass. It's a The course has to be walked and played, and I'm with you. I usually will defend defend it. I don't think, uh, I w- if I was J- John Daly, I wouldn't even have entered this tournament. I think it's nuts. And, uh, yeah, I, if, I was, if I was the USGA, I would say, you know, get off my lawn. You can't play. If you can't walk the course, you can't play. That sounds harsh, but I think that's the way it should have been. I have a lot of uh, tweets here about this. Most people are on John Daly's side telling me I'm a not hater. Me. No, you're not. Uh, a why hater. are you such a hater? Um, he's an American hero. He has oh, a medical yeah. issue. What's the big deal? Um, because other guys have to walk. That's why it's a big deal. He cured Ash off a of barn rat's fat. He walks. Right? See Donald he Trump's uh, skinnier brother. <laughs> Uh, dude looks like he needs a life alert. He's going to drop uh, any second. Let him use the cart. Big Mur said it's not right. Let's bring in Marco D'Angelo, see what he thinks about this. Like I tweeted, this isn't the Pebble Am Pro Beach. It's not, a, it's not the Pebble Beach here, Pro Am, man. It's this not is the like San a real Francisco tournament. Open. It's a major. It's a major. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we just let Justin Bieber, you know, play in, in, game, uh, in the game tonight, game two? What's up, Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com? How you doing, bro? Doing good. How you guys doing? What do you think of John Daly riding a cart? <laughs> well, I can't throw stones. I'd probably want to be on the cart too. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little portly. <laughs> yeah, here, I'm a here, here. I'm a portly guy too, but I think you should walk. I don't. I'm Gabe. I'm with you on this one. And usually, we're really lax. It's actually funny that we're like taking this angle on it. But you know what I mean? Like John Daly. There's other guys who are overweight who walk with, so he's got arthritis and he gets a cart. Like I I don't know. I I wouldn't I I wouldn't have let him have the cart. That's just me, Marco. I know that sounds harsh, but. There's no cart the guys there, driving around the fairways. There's not even like he's not even on like he's not like There's staying no on path. a path or anything. There's That's no path. Gabe, not, 
as I told you, there is no path. That's right, because it's a walk. You have to walk to play that course. So it's going to get mangled by the cart. It's crazy. The super. Yeah, so players that play behind them, the players yeah. that play behind them get get bad uh, bad lies because of him now too. That's nice. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, good good stuff, John. I like how you said I have an obligation to be here as a former champion. Yeah, yeah. You know, next year, whatever, rehab your fat ass knee, and you know. Anyways, and I like John Daly, but yeah, what what a disgrace. Um, in my opinion, let's uh, let's let's talk about uh, the basketball game uh, tonight, uh, Marco. Before we get into the, the the ponies, the Portland Trailblazers were clearly flat after that uh, that game seven comeback in the second half. In the altitude, no doubt, seven games, and then playing in Denver. Uh, and even with them missing all their shots and not getting anything from Lillard, not getting uh, much from McCollum, getting nothing from Aminu and Harkless turning the ball over a million times. I mean. If memory serves me correctly, Marco, they turned the ball over 14 times in the first half. They turned the ball over four times in the entire game on Sunday against Denver. But one thing about Golden State, they play better defense than people the Johnny Six-Pack realizes, especially in the playoffs and especially at home. But with that being stated, I got to believe the shots drop a little bit more for the Blazers tonight. And I think we're looking at the Blazers. I mean, the Warriors have been an under-machine, but I got a small piece of the over tonight. What's your take on the game tonight, side and total? Well, I agree with you. If I played the total, I would play the over. I definitely don't want to be involved in an under. Uh, when Curry goes off, you, you can put 20 points on the board in a hurry. Uh, but where I am at on this game, and I did make a move on it and played it myself, is I'm taking Portland plus the points tonight. And you talked about that game one. They came back off of the Game 7, as you said, after coming out of the altitude at Denver. And the thing about travel, now that we're into the spot where you're playing every other day, uh, it takes its toll. And Portland looked like a tired team in the second half, and it showed. Tonight, they will be fresher. Why? Still only one day in between. Well, the Games 5 through 7 of the series, you alternate back and forth between cities. When you start a new series, the first four games, obviously, two and two at one city. So they don't have the travel to deal with. They had the day off, got rested. I look for them to rebound. Also, got a little stat for you on this one. This season, when they're playing with revenge for a loss of 10 points or more, they're 10 and two against the spread. When they're on the road, that 10 and two converts to 8-0 and against the spread in this situation. I'm on Portland plus the points. I don't know if they can pull off the win, but I see this one going right down to being a one or two possession game, and I'll grab that 7-7.5. Seven, seven well, yeah, it'll be interesting Those to see how Portland offense, yeah, <laughs> responds uh, tonight. And, you know, I saw some numbers, uh, too, in which uh, when the Blazers, the Blazers uh, have a, uh, here it is, uh, Portland's bounce back. After the Cincy All-Star break, the Blazers have been held under 100 points five times. Um, in the next game, they've scored 117, 132, 140, and 119. Now, although, although I mean, the Warriors do play defense uh, right now, I was scared, Marco. I grabbed a piece of the Portland Trailblazers money line, plus 174 first quarter. And I've got the Blazers plus four and a half in the first half. But I'm concerned about a late backdoor cover. 
Um, you know, we saw it last night with Milwaukee, and I was frustrated. I was on Portland. You know, it was a bad bet, man. I was on Portland in game one, Marco. And I guess this is my friend Joey Odessa says, I was basically uh, early for the funeral and late for the wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was on Toronto last night, so I, I know yeah. about that back door. I, that was ridiculous. And uh, the only thing worse than, you know, having Toronto uh, last night would have been if you also had St. Louis in the same night. Uh, that's me, on Marco. both of those. Yeah, that's that's Cam. <laughs> that's me. You should know, Marco. Both. Me, Cam, are a Raptor. I'm a diehard Raptor fan. And, uh, yeah, Cam's in Toronto right now as we speak. Yeah, yeah. St. Well, I only had lots of fun. Yeah, I only had half of that doomsday parlay last night, uh, so I felt uh, your pain with Toronto. But uh, I, my heart goes out to the uh, St. Louis Blues uh, backers as well. Yeah, How about I didn't this, bet at Marco? FanDuel, Marco, we, I, they get they they refunded the bet, so my book said, "Screw you, you lose. You took the Blues. <laughs> no refund." <laughs> no, I almost I deserve to lose this bet because it's not the sharpest bet, but. So I had the Raptors plus the six and a half. I had the Raptors on the money line. I did okay because I had the Raptors on the money line in the first half plus 164 uh, last night. But I had Kawhi Leonard's prop over under 31 and a half. I had over 31 and a half. He was at 29 with about seven minutes left, man. Might have been six and a half minutes left. He hit the wall. He didn't shoot. Uh, He ended up with 31. Uh, So I got backdoored by the six and a half. And Kawhi Leonard didn't take a damn shot for the last four minutes of the game. Yeah, and you saw the minute, uh, any time that he went to the bench, that's when Milwaukee made runs. And that's going to be a big factor in this series is, you know, you look, the the Greek freak doesn't play, you know, they manage his minutes well, and he's fresh. That's going to be big and uh, something to look at for the second half and in game. Uh, what's the minutes on Kawhi and uh, definitely take advantage of that whenever he's going to be out or not effective in that fourth quarter if you want to get some in-game uh, action. Yeah, I would have Kawhi Leonard. I'd tell him, don't leave the hotel, man. Just go home, <laughs> uh, go to the room, and uh, don't leave the hotel. He needs some rest. He's he's getting tired even with the uh, even with him sitting 21 games in, in, in the regular season or 22 games, whatever, 22 games in the regular season. It's catching up to him uh, a little bit. Uh, but it is Preakness week as well. Uh, we're going to go to a break in a minute, but we'll get uh, we'll get it rolling. Uh, what's your excitement uh, when you look at the Preakness and you look at the, uh, the horses on the track? Do you have a good feel for the race this week, uh, Marco? I think it's going to be a great betting race because it's really evenly matched. Uh, Improbable is going to be the favorite, and he really is going to be the favorite by default. Um, he's the best horse coming out of the Kentucky Derby. We only have a handful of horses that, you know, made the move uh, to stay on the Triple Crown Trail. And history has shown in this race that horses coming out of the Derby have done very well. But we only have a few of them, and we don't have any of the top three finishers. Yeah, you know, all the talk about who fresh horses. Fresh horses never win. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
All right. Let's roll. Level three continues. We're in the final hour. What's up, Andrew McInnes uh, in the chat? Way to talk uh, wrapping uh, here. We've got uh, Marco D'Angelo on uh, with us uh, right now as we speak. Shout out to everybody uh, watching us uh, on YouTube uh, right now. Tune in, iHeart, um, everything else in between. Okay, uh, American Forces Radio Network. Um, we've got Marco D'Angelo uh, with us. Let's jump into the Preakness uh, right now, talking about Improbable. So uh, Improbable was second to Omaha Beach um, in Arkansas. That was in the rain. Uh, didn't get the. Um, it didn't get that. There was. It wasn't the smoothest ride for him at Kentucky, but it was a strange race. It, Mike Smith was with us earlier in the week, and he told he told me. Uh, Marco, and I'll start with you, and we'll blast through the horses here rapid fire. He told me he thinks War of Will is the horse to beat. And that's what Mike Smith said. In there than War of Will. Improbable, the problem that I have with Improbable coming out of the Kentucky Derby is the trip he got, he really didn't have any excuse. If you want to make the excuse that he didn't like the track and the mud, well, as you said, he raced good in the uh, Arkansas Derby. Uh, in the mud against Omaha Beach. The difference in that race, though, is he was on the outside for most of that race. So he wasn't getting as much mud thrown up in his face, where in the Derby, he was covered up inside the whole time. He had horses to the outside and inside of him, so he was taking a lot of mud. I think if we get a dry track on Saturday, which we're supposed to, he could bounce back with a big effort. But that's the only excuse we can give him. Other than that, the trip he got, and I bet him probable, I couldn't have asked for any more. So I'm, I'm going to have him on my ticket because I don't want him to run me over. But there's actually two long shots in this race that I really do like. All right, there's, two long for, shots that you really like. So let's look. You want to take a guess, uh, Cam, with, where he's going? I gotta, Yeah, I'll take a guess. So the... the always mining is not a, would you consider him a long, a long shot at eight to one? Or are we digging real deep, Marco? Are we going real deep in the deep waters? I'm thinking uh, signal I'm, man, 15 to one. Win, win, no, win, I'm, 14 to one. No, you guys get the buzzer on all three. You missed both. Eh. So now I'm, feel, I'm feeling a little better now with my selection. <laughs> go ask everybody who they like and cross them oh, off. Oh no. Uh, Bodie express. Is it market? Uh, King? Bodie express. I, I will make this mention of Bodie Express. I will have him on my ticket because what's not getting talked about, there everybody's talking about War Will and what happened to him, and then he, he interfered with Long Rage Toddy and everything. But do you guys remember which horse was in between yeah, Bodie War Express Will? Bodie Express is actually the one that got affected the most, right? <laughs> exactly. And this is a horse that he's the only horse in this field that can state this claim. He finished second to maximum security, and he was in position at the top of that turn to be in the thick of things. I don't know what the stretch drive would have held for him if he would have been able to hold on, but this is a maiden, guys. He still has not won a race. Now, I can understand putting a maiden. They went into the derby because some owners, you know, they just want to say I had a horse in the derby. He had enough points. He could get in. They put him there. Well, once you race in the Derby and you didn't get anything again and you're still a maiden, most people would go to a cheaper race where they have a better shot to win. This tells me they really do think this horse is better than his maiden status. 
So don't sleep on him. He's a horse that's got great speed off of the gate. He's going to get good position and can sit where he wants. If it's slow fractions, just like the Florida Derby, this is a horse that can hang on the ticket. So I'll have him on my bottom ends of my exotics. Marco, the other two horses. Who's the other Who's the other one? Okay, well, the two horses that I like are Bourbon War and Owendale. Now, Bourbon War is the horse that missed the Derby by just a few points. He needed to finish second in the Florida Derby. He finished fourth. That was the race that Maximum Security went to a walk on the front end, stole the race and everything else. But we've seen with Maximum Security coming back and running big in the Derby, Code of Honor, also out of that race, ran third in the Florida Derby, ran big, that that was the signature prep race uh, leading up to the Kentucky Derby. Well, here comes in Bourbon War, who finished fourth in that race. Came from behind in slow fractions and was wide in that trip and only got beat by three-quarters of a length to Code of Honor, who raced very well in the Derby and had an inside trip in the Florida Derby. Look for Bourbon War to be flying at the end of this race. And, guys, he's a horse that generally is way back. They did an equipment change this week. They put blinkers on for the first time. And I can tell you with my own horses, anytime my trainer put blinkers on a horse, he was doing that to get the horse's attention to focus. And generally, we were leaving off the gate uh, to get position. So look for a big race from Bourbon War. And the other one is you got to look at Owendale. That last race, first time Laurent Garou jumped up on this horse, and the horse went a career-best buyer speed figure. He's a horse that's blossoming at the right time. I think he is poised for a big run in the Preakness, and I'll have him on my tickets with Bourbon War, with Improbable, and then uh, on the tail end, I'll throw War of Will you know, in that third spot along with uh, Bodie Express. So you're pretty you're you're you're, you're scrapping and scratching. Uh, you want no part of improbable here, just uh, not enough value as far as the odds are concerned. I will have him on my ticket, but he's not going to be my key horse. I'm not yeah. going to have him beat me if he if he returns to form. But I really do think. And the other thing that I didn't mention on Bourbon War, all of these horses now are getting into where they've had six, seven, eight starts. Bourbon War only has five starts. He still has a license to make a big jump on Saturday. He has not reached anywhere near his peak, and that's one of the reasons that I don't like the horse that's won six in a row uh, that you mentioned, the always smiling horse. This is a uh, horse that he's got 12 starts already. He is what he is. Yeah, he's winning races right now, but he's not faced anything near this competition. And do you know the last time a Maryland-bred horse won the Preakness? It was 1983. I I was 21 years old and had (laughs) hair, guys. All right? All those things are gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was eight years old. I don't think I weren't even betting. But I'll tell you something, Marco. If Bodie Express, Bourbon War, and Owendale, if they – that, that's going to blow up the tote board with an exact or try. You, you got a plus 850, a 14 to 1, and an 18 to 1. Like you're staying away from the chalk. That's going to be big, big, big time payday if any of these guys come in. Even the exacta with Bourbon Warren, any of them would pay a fortune. 
That's what I'm looking for, guys. We want the big, and it's going to be an even board uh, because there's so many horses in here that you can make a case for. And Improbable is going to get the money just because of Baffert and Mike Smith. And it's not like Mike Smith jumping up on this horse. It's not a big jump jockey-wise um, because there was not a slouch riding him. Now, there is one jockey change in this race, and it's on Bodie Express. That is a huge jockey switch with uh, John Velasquez getting up on that one. So that's another reason to like Bodie Express is you're really stepping up with the jockey change on that one. I like the angle with Bourbon War a lot uh, here. I don't know if you recall, Marco, and I know Cab knows this. I'm a big fan of the of the Florida Derby winner, and I was on Maximum Security. The two horses I bet at the Derby were improbable at Maximum Security. Um, I'm a big fan of it. And as you mentioned, fourth place uh, in the Florida Derby, uh, son of Tappet, Cab. Remember Tappet? Yeah, remember Tappet? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Tappet's hey, one of the best uh, tires going yeah. right now i love tappets then they can go forever distance is not a problem um yes and and probably the coolest name too bourbon war <laughs> <laughs> probably the coolest name you know just the toughest sounding a great great sounding name uh here well marco it's always a pleasure sir uh we appreciate you sharing your expertise of horse racing uh with us some great stuff man always uh, always very educational and uh, I'm writing stuff down, man. I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be tailing you here. I wonder how many people though, guys, are gonna be playing Bodie Express. Just getting to think, wow, man, Kentucky Derby, man, the big shot, long shot one, right? So, yep. People are gonna be uh, throwing it. Market King, uh, ever you know, no interest in Market King at all, Marco. We got Everfast as well at the back end. Uh, I don't like either of those. The, the one horse that you do got to consider, and it is the stable mate of Owendale, uh, same trainer, Brad Cox, uh, Warriors Charge. This is a horse that is going to be on the front end, and they paid. This horse wasn't eligible for this race. The owners ponied up $150,000 supplemental fee to enter this race. You're not doing that just to say I ran in the Preakness. Uh, they think they have a big shot. So, you know, if you want to look at a horse that you know is going to be on the front end, uh, and, you know, maybe throw a couple tickets with them in there. Warriors Charge would be the only other horse I would look at. Great job, too. Javier Castellano, that's, uh, he, he, he's all business. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and, you know, some people, you know, if you want to go conspiracy theory, since it's the same trainer, is he in there to be a rabbit? And if he's in there to be a rabbit, man, that's going to set it up. That's going to set it up for two closers and the two best closers in the race or Bourbon War, and Owendale. Nice. Set up to be a rabbit. Come on. They don't do stuff I, I like, like that, that in a horse race. They do they, Marco? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I plead the Fifth Amendment right now? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was me and Cam's education in the horse racing industry when I said to Cam, and it took me about six months to clue in. I said, Cam, you know. I'm not naming any names or anything, but I swear to God, some of these guys are holding our horse back. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, you know, guys, we could do a whole show on stories that I could tell you from the backside. All right. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just baffled. I'm like, oh, and there's always gonna I'm like, yeah, not really. Okay. Funny, we went off as a favorite too, one to four. All right. Anyways, <laughs> thanks, Marco. <laughs> hey, no problem, guys. Anytime. Great stuff. Always love Marco uh, on the show. Thank you, Michael. WagerTalk.com. Check it out. Marco in Vegas on... 
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Well, game the over-under for Kawhi Leonard was 31-and-a-half last night. He scored 31. So, take a shot at open a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book, by going to fanduel.com slash grid. You'll receive a free bet up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open up a sports wagering account at fanduel.com slash grid. Call into the show with your winning wager. Walk us through the bet. We'd love to hear from you. Go to fanduel.com slash grid. Open up a new account and claim your free wager of up to 500 bucks today. Well done, Cam. Uh, and well they're done. just blowing up that? the toll board. It's funny. You got me excited. I just flipped yeah. to the horse racing going channel on? and uh, Churchill Downs. I think we got a big bomb that just came in. I think it was like 20 to 1. The five horse direct approach. I think it was about 20 or 20, 20 something to one. I think it was a bomb blowing up the toe board. And I'll tell you, if we bet Marco's horses, if it goes Bodie Express, Bourbon War, and uh, Owendale there, yeah, we're going to have uh, a lot of money for a lot of drinks, buddy. The big, big pooches on the board. Do, I'll be in Toronto. I'll be wrapping up uh, over at Metalworks right around that, actually, Cam. It will get the together OTB. and watch the race. I'll take you to the OTB. It's right up on Dixie. Is there, is there is an OTB there? Yeah. Yeah, What's it's the kind of uh, uh, pretty dirty, but it's okay. Just yeah. Polish. Yeah, I would, I would, I'm going to say all types. Usually, guys looking for a, a quick buck. And uh, all you need to know is this, Gabe. They serve drinks in styrofoam cups. It's not. It's not. A, it's not an upper. I don't think you're going to get any glassware. We'll fit in with plastic uh, forks and uh, styrofoam cups at the OTB really? at Dixie and Dundas. They don't, they don't get what even beer they pour in a cup. They don't. No, give you it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I remember I went in there because uh, Hainzer had like a five dollar ticket I had to cash. And I'm looking, I'm like, wow, I see a guy, he's got a regular drink, it's in a cup. I go, yeah, the coffee should go in the styrofoam, but not the rest. But they got all the tracks. And you know what the best is, Gabe? They got a Dairy Queen right next to you. You were hankering for Dairy Queen. It's right next to the OTB. Oh, eat dinner. Is it is it yeah, a food Dairy Queen or an ice cream Dairy Queen only? A food Dairy Queen with ice cream. And worse. choices. Yeah. Dairy Queen advertises, oh, it's not uh, fast food, it's fan food. Fan food. Like every Dairy Queen I go into, oh, sorry, sir, it's just ice cream here. Yeah, yeah, no, you want, you want, no, they do burgers, tenders, they do it all. Somebody's not going to, it's unbelievable. Now, I told you, the real estate guy came over today. I was like going to smash, a, yeah, I got uh, people visiting, Gabe, but I don't leave my post. Joe's going down. He's visiting too, picking up his motorcycle. A lot of activity here right now. Drusilla says all golfers should have carts. It would speed up. I know, up I, I wrote him back. I told him to get, I told him to get bent. <laughs> I said, I usually like you, Drusilla, but uh, that's yeah, the dumbest idea uh, I've ever heard. Yeah. This isn't the pro am here, like we're playing. This isn't yeah. the sports rage invitational. Exactly. Like, yeah, that, you want to walking the course is part yeah. of golf. That is the difficult part. Every I one know. of these guys can shoot, guys. They're all they all have great, great swings. They can all club a golf ball. The difference is the four days of being out there in the sun, walking the hills. And then daily, he's got the nerve to say that he's at a disadvantage in the cart. I know. Yeah, yeah, disadvantage. Yeah, yeah like, no. uh, you know, dude, just miss the cut, hurry up and get out of here. How's he shooting anyways? How'd he do? Uh, oh, you know, the last time I checked, don't worry, he won't make the cut. He was four over, but uh, I'll go I'll go t- take a look at uh How are your plays going? 
I wish uh, I'd bet against not... Tiger Woods in matchups. I knew Tiger was going to struggle. And now that one's not over yet, but the one we did talk about with Dan Daly, that is going to be like Rory McIlroy is three, three over, I think right now. Right. So that's the one I have faded him in a couple matchups. And the shocking thing to me, Phil Mickelson, this guy can't hit a fairway and he's one under. His short game is so good. It's unbelievable. I watched this guy. I don't think he's hit a fairway all day, but he's still playing really, really well. So uh, let's take a look here. So we are looking for John Daly. I think he's, I'm, I'm going to assume four or five over. There's a lot of guys to like two. Francisco Molinari, great golfer. He's two over par. You know, there's Gabe. It's a tough course, man. Like, I can't believe John Rahm shot a seven, seven under today. And Danny Lee, six under. Great round. Yeah, I love a round for Danny Lee. Danny Lee, yeah, it's got to be one of his probably best rounds in his career. Like, this is a tough track, and he's doing well. I'm looking for John Daly. I can't even find him yet. Daly, Daly, Daly. Yeah, I hope he doesn't even show up tomorrow. Maybe he just won't show up. Hey, he's not even on the damn list. Daly, Daly. Duffner, six over. See, Arthur Barnrat's a big, fat guy. He's six over. John Daly, five over. He's in the clubhouse. T112. Don't worry. He won't be around for the weekend. It's T112. Yeah, he needs to go uh, do something special. Like he's just wasting everyone's time. That's the thing here. It's just yes. you're just wasting everyone's time. You're ruining the course for people behind you. He's driving up. I the video I played, dude. The guy's driving right up to the bunker camp. I mean, yeah, yeah, I like short enough the prize. Like it's like the only person to get away with this is Trump. Like number one, Trump's yes. the president, and number two, he owns the damn golf course. So when it's Correct. a combination, and I like that that Trump said that. He said, you know, when you own the uh, when you're president and you own the 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 golf course, you can drive on the green. I don't know why you'd want to. <laughs> it's you own the golf course. Be like, yes, don't yes. drive on the green. Yeah. yeah, Donald Trump owns the golf course. He can do whatever the hell he wants. John Daly's big and fat, and he can't walk the course. I know he's claiming it's a medical injury. Well, there's a lot of big, bigger guys that have problems yeah, with arthritis injury, and stuff, too. You've been hitting in Hooters for the last 23 years. <laughs> That's your injury. When I met John Daly, he was actually really nice to me, too. But I know, not, but I'm I, just being, I like him. No, I'm with you. Like I'm with you. I'm just being I, I real. Like, your knee would be it's stronger wrong. if you weren't such a lush. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Your leg gets stronger if you walked up some stairs or exercised. I get it. I thought of you, Cam, too. And I know you know this. Yeah. What is it? Because you told me once. And, you know, I had a few too many drinks, I guess, uh, over, the, over the weekend or whatever. And yeah. I had the old calf, the old alcohol calf hangover. Oh God, man! I, I oh, is that? so that's scary. like a, what is it? Potassium or like there's some sort yeah. of blood or alcohol thing? Yeah. You know the deal? <laughs> it cramps up. Potassium, and I'm like, that's, that's what thing. you know. I was like, oh, I'm drinking too much, man. My calf's acting up. Like you, know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like my buddy Forbes. Yeah, he, uh, he, he. They call it the gout, rich man's disease. I remember one time he came over to my house when we had some money. We hit a horse race, and he goes, "Yeah, why don't we fire up the grill? You know, get some steaks or whatever." His his toe looked like a balloon. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, you got my gout medicine? I'm like, this guy's toes, like, size of a softball. Like, it's crazy. Like, they used to call it the rich man's disease. But if you drink too much booze, you know, it happens where your calf seizes up at night. Yeah, apparently bananas help. Potassium. But I got to be honest with since I'm doing that show with Colonel Kurtz on the weekend, I've really toned down my partying. I just don't like feeling hungover and going to work anymore. It hurts too much. It's just uh, it really old. It really hurts. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 uh, it really, it really, uh, it's difficult. Not I fun. did the morning show after that St. John's basketball game. It was rough. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah, you were you were struggling big time. I know I know that feeling. <laughs> I was just dripping like you know, sweat yeah, out. Yeah, I just smelled vodka too and stuff, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. stoley sweats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm getting up at six thirty in the morning. I'm like, oh God. Um 
I was still buzzed. Um, all right, so let's get into the picks, the picks, the yep. picks uh, for tonight. Boston Bruins, Carolina Hurricanes. Man, I bet on Boston, but I'm I'm a little bit weary that the old Boston uh, the old Boston uh, massacre is coming. The old screw yep. job. The old screw job and and lose right in a sense that listen, teams know psychologically that whatever. We can lose this game. Exactly. Right? That's not you know, A lot of times, I remember all the time the Canadians uh, would do this, they'd be in this boat and they would lose. And people would always say they lost on purpose so they would make more money. They'd get another home yeah. playoff game revenue. Exactly. 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 Right? Yeah. But nope. that's what that's what gamblers think. That's what media people say. I guarantee you, people in the Boston Bruins would freaking kill for a week off right now before the Stanley Cup game. No, I, I understand. Lou said, game. "Oh, they don't want to win. Whatever they want to no. win. Psychologically, yeah. yes, it's they know they could lose, but." They want to get rest. They want to close this out tonight. They don't want to play hockey anymore. They want to go home, rest, watch these two teams, San Jose and St. Louis, beat the crap out of each other and be refreshed. They really do. And I know that sometimes you lose your hotness, but I think athletes think, ah, that's a myth. That's bullshit. That's a myth. I'll tell you one thing. When I watched that game the other night in Carolina, the way they came out in that game and absolutely bombarded Tuka Rask, I couldn't believe it was still 0-0. I'm going to believe the angle I'm taking is, yes, Boston is better. They're at home. Great celebration for their fans the whole year long. I really think they show up. And those saves that Tuka Rask made, I don't think he makes this time. He was It was something out of a movie, the saves he was making. I think Carolina wins tonight. Boston goes, you know what? We'll just beat you in five. No problem. I'm on the Canes. I think it's a strong play tonight, but we'll see. Boston's really good. Would it shock you if they won? No. But now I'm getting Carolina as a dog, which I really like. I'm seeing like plus 100, plus 105s out there. So I'm down with that program. Um, so I'm on Boston. I'm on Boston. I got Boston at minus uh, 110. Portland Trailblazers. So this game tonight, guys, the way I see it going, and I've got concerns about it, and I wanted to take Portland. And I was there. I was at the book, and I was thinking, you know what? I just don't feel confident about it. I just don't feel confident about it. The Warriors have something going on right now. And it's like Steph Curry's a different person that Kevin Durant isn't there now. And they they haven't even hit it. They haven't even hidden it. Like Steve Kerr said, that as soon as Kevin Durant went down, Steph Curry changed. And he suddenly looks like he's having more fun again. And, you know, I'm not saying there's turmoil there, but. Kevin Durant sucks a lot of oxygen out of the room, right? You he know what I mean? This guy scores like Good 39 point. points a game, all right? And yep. he eats up a lot of shots. And now it's back. Draymond seems way happier. You notice Draymond Green's playing awesome since Durant's gone? <laughs> a lot of guys. Like, you see it. Like, Curry gets to be himself. He's free-flowing. Dave, Draymond Green looks happier. You got to remember, those guys did it before without him. Then he came to the team. So Draymond they're just reverting. Like He's the one That's that got into it with the most a few That's times, right? right? They, they revert back to their own ways. And they're basically a bunch of guys, Gabe, like me and you, buddy, saying, we've won before without this guy. We'll do it again. You're going to get a few more touches. You're going to get a few more touches. That's the thing. All the all the statistics that Kevin Durant put upon himself, now they spread around to their shooters. And Curry's going bananas. And you said it. Other guys look great. That's what I worry about Golden State. It's almost motivating for them when KD's out to say, see, we could still do it without you, buddy. Mm. Yeah, so I'm concerned about that. And even Marco said, hey, the way Curry's shooting the basketball right now, it's it's concerning. 
the guy's just lethal. But I do think Portland are much better tonight. And yeah, I, I watched that game from start to finish the other night, Cam, and Portland were in it even though they missed like 82 shots, bro. I know. They were always only down by 10 and 9. Like, Golden State are good, but they don't have enough depth now to pull away from you, really, and kill you. Curry's going to hit shots, Thompson in and stuff, but after that, the thing is, the other night, man, Quinn Cook's hitting threes, right? Uh, the Jerko, <laughs> Jerebko's uh, hitting shots. Yeah, Jere- Jere- better get Jerebko. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jerebko. I know when, when, hey, Jerebko. When Jerebko starts it's hitting Jerebko's shots. banking things <laughs> off the glass. You know you're done. <laughs> We're toast. That's exactly it, Jerebko. Three ball. Well, that's, Three ball. that's the thing. Three ball. Like, like, oh, screw that, you, Lopez. That's what worries me about the Raptors. Milwaukee shoots 25% and still covers the spread. I'm like, God, man. That's not yeah. a good sign. We needed to take care of business that game, but I'm with you. I think uh, the Vegas line says to me, Portland, they're a little bit afraid. I think they would have made it at eight and a half or nine at seven. Uh, I think we can get get somewhere with that game, but I'm going to do what you did tonight. I'm doing the old trailblazer three-step first quarter, first half game. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it all. Go Portland. I did. So exactly. I did money line first quarter plus 176. Money line first quarter, Portland Trailblazers plus 176. I got the Portland Trailblazers plus four and a half in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to do the Blazers plus the seven, and I didn't have the heart to do it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go first half because I wouldn't surprise me if, if Golden State really lit it up in the second. It came on late in the fourth and hit free throws late. But to get piece of that, I took the over of the game. And I'm not in love with it, but... Portland can't stop Golden State. Golden State are going to score like 110, 115 or something. The question is, what are Portland going to score? And I think Portland will be better tonight offensively. Damian Lillard's very good at bouncing back after bad games. Um, So is McCollum. There really is a pattern. I remember it was really red. You had the stats. Did you say like a buck 32, a buck 24? Like they put up a big, big, none of this 96 points crap. Like they're going to score about a buck 20, buck 25, and I'm down with that. They they do that. They hit the over. They played Denver only one game. Two games went under in a Denver series. Um, Yep. Like game four, I think, and the game seven did. But there was one of the games, and I bet, I was betting the over every game, like 200, 300 a game in the series. So I had like 200 on it that night, and it was Brick City, Cam. Denver and and Portland. One of their games was like ninety to eighty one or something. Like Portland, yep, I remember it way under. Portland couldn't <laughs> fall hit water like if they fell out of a canoe. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like they, it was one of those games. The next game, they were fire shooting the ball. I like like Lillard's going to be aggressive early. They were tired the other night. They're going to be refreshed. They don't want to go down o two. They're I think they're going to go down o two, but they don't want to. <laughs> so they're going to do the best not to. But Lillard's prop was a little high at twenty seven and a half. So I played C.J. McCollum over 22.5 points. Yep. Um, Rodney Hood, Cam, is playing great ball right now. Rodney Hood scoring like 17 points a game. His prop is only uh, 11.5. This is a very good prop. And I hit the Greek freak last night over uh, 11.5 rebounds. He had 14. Tonight, Cantor over 11.5 rebounds. One of my bigger plays in the night. Over 11.5 rebounds. He had 15 in game one. Golden State don't really have anyone in the middle, bro. They're kind of a smaller team. Draymond gets rebounds, but he, he's not really a center. Uh, Cantor missed a million putbacks the other night, too. He gets rebounds, Cantor. It's going to go over 11.5. So my props are McCollum over 22.5 points. Rodney Hood over 11.5 points. 
Cantor over 11.5 rebounds, and um, Draymond Green over 10.5 rebounds. What do you got, Cam? Well, I'm going to be with you. I'm doing uh, all Portland tonight. I'm going to take Portland, Gabe, at plus three in the first quarter. We're going to take Portland plus four in the half, and we're going to take Portland in the game. I know I get worried with Golden State pulling away, but I will take the seven points with the Blazers. Small play to the over. NHL hockey action tonight. I like the Carolina Hurricanes plus a half. It's a lot of juice. It's like 50, 55 cents in regulation on my book, but I'm taking it. I think I think they win the game, and I'm splitting up the bet, and I will take Carolina plus 105 in the game tonight. I think they get it done and finally find a way to get some pass Rask. Cincinnati in baseball just starting, and I will take the Minnesota Twins tonight as well. Minus 15 cents. Reds are minus 140. Castillo's been an absolute animal for the Cincinnati Reds, and Minnesota should be able to take care of uh, Swanson dinners in Seattle tonight. Those are the plays. I like the uh, I like the Jays tonight. I didn't get the ticket in though. So I don't know. Maybe I could figure it out and play it online. Actually, if I really was get desperate here, but I was leaning with the Jays. Yeah. But you're right. There's no lock or anything. Uh, White Sox. Uh, White Sox. You know they've they've won a few games over the last uh, couple of days. They're not going to roll over uh, tonight. It's all or nothing with the White Sox pitchers. The White Sox pitchers either pitch well or they give up like 12 runs. For sure. Yeah, I worry about Stroman. Think about Stroman, Gabe. Not as good as since the start, but he, he might have enough. White Sox are a gritty team. Tough game. Uh, basically, man, my big blazer tonight. I need this blazers. Let's hope the blazers come out hot and we can hit those props. And uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but go Boston Bruins. Let's get it. Good job, Yang. Other than that, you're on your own later.